It is the Elliot Confidential Podcast. My name is Christopher Elliot. I'm here with Aaron Elliot and Aiden Elliot, and we are in Cape Town, South Africa. How are you doing? It's great to be here. It is great to be here. Yeah, it's really good to be here, except sometimes when it's not great to be here. <laughs> I guess that's what we're going to talk about here on this podcast today. Well, it is called Elliot Confidential because we tell secrets. Yeah. And here's, what, here's a secret that uh, most listeners may not know about, but we were on the radio. We had our first radio interview as podcasters with Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the Travel Guys radio show. I am yeah. so excited. Where does that play? In Sacramento. Sacramento. And I've been a guest on their show many, many times, but this is the first time that, that the three of us were on the Travel Guys show. Mm. Well. And yeah. then, and then I would say to new listeners that were referred from the Travel Guys, welcome. Yeah. Oh yeah, if you're listening and you were on, you listened to Travel Guys and you heard about us, welcome to our podcast, and I hope you'll stick around. Yeah. So this was actually Aiden, your second radio interview. You were on another radio show many years ago, right? Yes, Rick Steves. With Rick Steves. Rick Steves. Yeah. We were all on with Rick Steves. Yes. But this one, you got a little. I would say you got more airtime on this interview. I really liked how I got more airtime, definitely, and then answered a few questions. I have to say, I love answering questions. I love being on the other end, on the receiving end of an of an interview when it's a very you know polite one, and they're just asking me, "Oh, what's your opinion on this? What's your opinion on that?" I feel so nice and fuzzy on the inside. I feel like people care. <laughs> You're gonna well, make a great journalist. Yes. <laughs> so, Aiden, how would you say your performance differed from the first time? you were on the radio with Rick Steves. Well, when the first time I was on the radio, I went goo goo gaga, and this time yeah, you I were answered younger. questions. Yeah. yeah. And what did you think, Aaron? You Being on the radio, this is uh, also your second time because you were on with Rick Steves as well before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that I did better. The only issue is that still I have a hard time containing my answers into succinct sound bites. Yes, well, don't we all, right? Right. I, I had a lot of fun. I think it, it was great to share what we're doing with, with the guys, and um, I, I hope that we do it again soon. I think that would be fun. This is the Elliot Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliot, here with Aaron Elliot and Aiden Elliot, and we something happened to us this week. We, we were uh, over at the VNA waterfront. They have a little food market there, and we sat down and had, I had a cup of coffee, and Aiden had a drink. And I was filming his drink, and then, and I'm going to let Aiden pick it up from there. What happened? Oh, yeah. You think we can, we can put some audio over this of him? Because I have the audio. You're still filming. All right, let's have a listen. Go ahead. Uh, my camera. I'm what? sorry. Uh, am I on this camera? No. No. I don't Show think you are. Show me. No. No, thanks. What do you mean, no thanks? I'm filming him. We're filming. You're filming, filming me. I don't want to be on your camera do you understand my English yeah thank you well if you point it to me again I'm gonna come and knock your ugly head off your shoulders okay We're filming okay. A family video man well okay. okay basically he came up to us and he said are you filming me and we're like no no he's filming me oh it's, it's like a family video and he's yeah. like show me and we're like no no get away from us we're not showing you our camera and he's like if you keep filming me, I'm going to knock your ugly face off your f***ing shoulders, mate. Yeah. Lots then, of uh, like F-words being... Yeah, and I think he was brought. like really upset that we weren't speaking to him in Afrikaans. Maybe he thought that we were South African. We are definitely not yeah. South African. 
we are coming in from the good old United States of America. No, I think he knew we were American, but he he was a, a really short guy, older, uh, and he he threatened us with bodily harm because yeah. we had actually I was filming you, and you know uh, I guess the lens was pointed at him. Yeah, it was far, he was far away. Yeah, if he kept his mouth shut, he would have stayed in as a little blue blob in the background. I, he, wasn't, really, he wasn't even in focus. You know, yeah. it's just focused on you. Yeah, it, it's funny. Like I, I I imagine future situations where this might come up. Yeah. Because the thing is, I mean, I imagine like when I apply to a journalism school, I'll give them like a sizzle reel of all the journalism I've done. I'm like, look at this thing I've done and look at that thing I've done. I'm a real journalist. Oh, and then look at this uh, video of this guy freaking out that I'm filming. Oh, but, but that's not my journalism. That's just actually a video of my dad filming me drinking an Oreo smoothie. You know? Yeah. So Aaron, after this happened, we were all kind of shell-shocked. Mm -hmm. I think that our reaction was like we, we thought this guy... We didn't want any trouble, you know. We're visiting this country. We don't want anyone to call the police. And we thought maybe we were in violation of some local privacy laws. So we looked it up, and what did we discover? Well, you're the one who did the research. Yeah, actually, I was the one who did the research, Dad. You were okay. I, I searched it up, and I found out that the second he is aware of the camera being there and recording, he has no rights. So if the camera is concealed... Uh, and he doesn't know about it, doesn't know it's recording, it's illegal because they think, you know, if you don't know about it, you could divulge some personal information. But the second you are aware that that camera is there and recording, they assume, okay, if he understands that he's not going to divulge any personal information, you have no rights. He can film as much as he wants, he can film your face, and he can put it wherever he wants. Yeah. So, but this got us to start talking about the whole issue of safety, right? Yeah, so South Africa is it's an interesting place in terms of safety and unfortunately we live in uh, the eighth most murderous city in the world so here you find a lot of electric fences you find a lot of private security you find actually South Africa is the number one uh, the number one recruiter of private security and so you know we had known all of these things but we were fine you know we thought everything's fine but Really, you don't realize how, an, how a destination that's maybe a little bit more prone to violence or, uh, or a people that's more prone to violence. Like this guy, he was just having a bad day and he took it out on us. And we just started to feel it, it affected us mentally. Unsafe. Unsafe, we, yeah. We all felt unsafe. And so in the end, we were like looking out for this guy. We were constantly looking around we were like oh is he there is he at the food market and i found him again because the thing is this guy this happened at vna food market which by the way victorian alfred waterfront is the safest part of cape town by far yeah, so if this down. can happen there it can happen anywhere but regardless we were at vna waterfront and i went back the next day because you know i like the pretzels there i wanted to get myself a pretzel to eat <laughs> and i found him there with his wife eating a pretzel just just sitting there as if nothing happened and I, I really, really, really wanted to just see how he would react if I recorded him or something like that just because of how upset I was. But also at the same time, I knew if I just brought this up with security, he would never be able to come back to this place ever. We have a picture of him. Yes. Yeah. We, we, could, could we could easily publish the picture or maybe run it through Tin Eye and see who he is and you know yeah. why he's... Why he doesn't want to be recorded? Yeah, or but, we could oh, we could have shown it to security. And yeah, but but I mean these these guys, 
I think that it really it, it felt after this happened, it felt like Cape Town was a much more violent place. Um, and I'd felt much less safe after after this happened. And, mm -hmm. and that's terrible because I really like Cape Town. It's a beautiful place. They ha it has a lot going for it. It's, it's uh, you know, the weather is great. But all it takes really is one incident like this to really make you think twice about coming some, you know, coming all the way out to Africa because you think, well, something bad could happen. And then you look at the stats, you know, like Aaron says, you look at the stats and you say Cape Town is the eighth most, has the, is, is ranked eighth for murders in the world. It's really kind of scary. Yeah, and keep in mind that that actually puts it above Brazil. Yeah, it's, it's really um, very troubling. To, and when I think about it, I think this is, this is a terrible thing because uh, I, I like Cape Town, you know. We've had a really good time here, but one incident is all it takes to mm -hmm. really make your, to have you change your mind. So I wanted to talk about one thing, which is the negative cognitive side effects that, you know, having an experience like this might have on you. Because a lot of people think, you know, I can go to an unsafe destination. I'm, you know, just so long as I'm not with children, I can just sort of rough through it. I know my way, you know, I know just to be careful, you know, don't do stupid things like wear expensive jewelry. Well, it doesn't matter. If you have an experience like this, um, it does things to you psychologically that you're mm -hmm. probably not even aware of. So for example, like the past couple of days in the aftermath of this, we have felt basically trapped. We don't feel comfortable like going outside at all. And also we're like, we're basically, we feel like we're trapped and we need to escape everything that exists. And that's something that, you know, that might happen to you on vacation. Maybe someone's going to come up to you. They'll curse you out. You're not going to feel safe. You're going to stay in your hotel room and you're just going to order from the, you're going to order room service until your vacation's over. Is that really a vacation though? Yeah, I think that they really need to work on safety around here. Even if you walk out to the beach from the VNA waterfront, you know, at VNA waterfront you have private security, but once you walk out on the beach there, it's a, it's a free for all. You have people, a lot of um, people who are homeless and they are, all, I see them sometimes threatening other people who are walking and it's just really not an ideal situation. Uh, if they want the tourists to come and stay, they've got to do that. Yeah. But I, I wanted to kind of pivot. This is the Elliot Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott here with Aaron and Aiden Elliott, and we are talking about safety on vacation. And we're pivoting now to uh, the safest and unsafest places that you guys have ever visited. So I wanted to ask Aiden, what is the safest place that you've ever been to? Safest place? That's hard to answer because we've been to a lot of safe places. Jeez. Well, I mean, I would say, because it, it's a toss-up between uh, Qatar, uh, Abu Dhabi, and Dubai. Those are, those are the three safest cities ever. And, and that might be surprising to a lot of you guys, because they're all, all three of them are in the Middle East. But, um, you know, actually, if I were to say one, uh, it'd probably be Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Abu Dhabi is actually ranked the safest city. Um, according to according, Numbio. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it is. What and, luck. 
Yeah, and, and it's really, I mean, we, were, we walked through town there and we felt extremely safe. Yeah, if you cause, a, if you commit a crime, they cut your hand off. In, that, in fact, actually, they, when they report it, they need to um, make sure that they say, oh, but we don't think that they had the intention of committing the crime. It was by accident. So they don't cut your hand off. We heard about that from security. So whenever you report a crime, they ask you politely to not make it seem like they intended to do it. They do that with when, when things are stolen too. Yeah. They say that it was misplaced because if something was stolen, then the, the crime under Islamic law yeah. is quite severe. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you that I felt very safe. Even in Dubai, I felt very safe. And Dubai is kind of the big city. But, you know, I could have gone outside any time of the day, any time of the night, and I would have felt completely safe. Exactly. I mean, they have, on the metro, they have uh, cars for, for female passengers. Um, and families. And yeah, because they want people, everyone to feel very safe wherever they are. I thought that was really interesting too. Yeah. The scariest thing there is the judicial system because, of course, you don't want to get your hand chopped no, off. No, of course and even, not. And even if you don't get your hand chopped off and they say oh, it was just misplaced, if they suspect that you did do it on purpose, there's still a lot of really, really um, not heinous, not as heinous as cutting your hand off, but still really, really bad punishments. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't even want to go there. I mean, yeah. Well, actually, a, what a lot of people end up doing is they, um, you, a lot of people come there for work, and so if they commit a crime, they say, you know, come here and deal with the consequences or go back to yeah. the country. And that, that's really actually uh, an interesting solution, is that you just basically lose your, your sponsorship. Yeah. So, Aaron, mm -hmm. safest place you've ever been to? Wow, safest place. So there are a lot of really safe places. So firstly, safe place, Provo, Utah. Oh, yeah. Provo, oh, yeah. Utah. I remember we were there for about a month in 2019. And I remember Sunday mornings, which is when everyone goes off to church. It was so silent. It was an unbelievable silence that you almost never see in like small town cities. It's so quiet and it's so safe. You can walk in any direction. There's no bad neighborhood. You know, yeah. the worst thing that you have to work uh, look out for is like cars. That's I like it. that about Provo. Provo is just like really, you can walk over to the university, you can walk up the hill, and it's mm -hmm. all so squeaky clean and safe. Yeah. Any other places? Hmm. I'm going to have to think. I think that there are some other places like, of course, where we grew up in, in Orlando. Oh, yeah. That's safe. Winter yeah. Springs. That place was squeaky clean too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were walking distance from the local school. I mean, it was all like everything you needed was very close. And also at the same time, there was no homelessness. I mean, unless you like really, really dro drove out and into the city. Uh, and really, it was just everything that you mm -hmm. needed. But minus being, you know, so jam packed in that it was like a very, very urban area. It wasn't urban at all. It was. It, it was a, very much a suburb, but also at the same time, you didn't have to drive 15 miles to get whatever you needed. It was actually a very, very nice area. We said we wanted to talk about the safest destinations. How about the least safe destinations that we've already been to? I'm going to hand this one off to Aiden. Oh, for me? Jeez. Oh, okay, I have, I have a story. <clears throat> uh, when we were in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. this was just after all of the riots. Uh, like a few months after it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, they, 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 there were a lot of different riots. There. I, I believe there was... It was the, that was there the was summer an, after the riots. Well, so yeah, it was almost I, a full year. I, but I believe there was like a, yeah. a new one just like a week it was or two not, Yeah, it was not a good time. There. It was not a good time. No. 
Uh, but I was just trying to go to Chipotle. I just wanted some Chipotle. So I walked down the street. It was two blocks away. Big mistake. Okay, you can't even walk two blocks there unless it's the right two blocks. So I walked down two blocks. It was the wrong two blocks. I mean, I, I think I saw like four mules and three guys who were open carrying, which by the way, open carrying is the stupidest thing you could possibly do. You're asking for a fight if you're open carrying. And these guys looked like they really wanted to use them. But, uh, and by the way, by mules, I mean little children with huge backpacks stuffed to the brim. And you know those are not books. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I got my Chipotle. And I came back, and uh, I felt lucky that none of those uh, open carries uh, were pointed at me. But uh, on the other end of this, there's actually the right two blocks that you can take in an unsafe city. And this is why I kind of disagree with you, Aaron. You can go to an unsafe city and have a great time. Um, like right now, I still don't feel unsafe in Cape Town. I can walk around. It, that was like one instance, uh, a very rare instance, I would say, of just a really huge um, a-hole who was just trying to assert his dominance because by the way us as very tall men dressed in black we uh sometimes you know if a man sees us he questions his own masculinity and, you know, <laughs> that so that can happen with us but anyway in minneapolis there's a whole separate five six blocks that you can take that are totally safe they're along the train tracks and I was able to walk to a whole different part of town without having to worry about mules or open carries. And I was able to get myself, you know, a nice salad. It was, it was, uh, I was walking towards the yippie side of town. Yeah, yeah. There, there is, there's actually, yeah, the yippie side. There is yeah, yuppie, a, a, a good part of Minneapolis. And then there's a not good part of Minneapolis. Yeah. And you have to actually, I'm glad you mentioned this because you really need to do your research and know where to go and where not to go. And if you want a totally safe city, yeah, you can go to Doha or to Abu Dhabi, and there is, you're not going to find a bad neighborhood yeah. there. It's all clean and safe. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, you know, it's, all it takes is one turn. Because if you turn left, literally at our hotel, if you turned left, you're going to the yuppie side of town. It didn't matter how far you walked, it would be all good. If you turned right, literally after the first block, yeah, you're going to see uh, some gangster stuff. Gangsta action. Gangsta okay. action. All right, good. Well, I'm going to take it on out with some tips on how to find a safe destination. I just did a story actually for Forbes about this. And if you're going anywhere internationally, the place everyone turns to first is, of course, the State Department website because they have a lot of information about that place and crime and all of that. Also, crime maps. You know, Aaron found the crime map for Cape Town and we immediately figured out where we didn't want to be based on the crime map. Um, there's also, you know, uh, people tend to just check the State Department website. The Canadian government and the UK government, government also publish information about safety uh, for destinations and they publish advisories as well. So those are also places that people can go to get information about uh, safety. And then the other thing that I would say too is to trust your gut. Like there have been times in just the last couple of weeks where we've kind of felt like something is off and we've walked in the other direction and I think that if you if you trust your gut uh, you'll stay out of most trouble too I think you know when we were staying in downtown Cape Town and we just said no we're not going to go in that direction uh, and that ended up actually being a really good decision yeah I remember this one time in San Antonio when we were trying to walk to uh, a restaurant and I remember there was, uh, there was the highway, so we crossed uh, 
you know, taking the pedestrian path is oh, under yes. the highway. And then it was just like, no, we are not, we're not continuing. No. Yeah, no one to turn back. Absolutely. Oh, no. I think that when you're on vacation, sometimes your sense of should, is this safe or is this not safe is kind of short circuited because, you know, you're having a good time. Maybe you kind of, you're not really thinking about whether something is safe or not. So you really have to actually think about whether a place is safe and whether the situation that you're in right now is safe or not. Yeah. And I would say this, you really want to choose safe destinations, whether or not you are a part of a family or traveling with a family or have special sorts of circumstances. You don't, you just never want to be in an unsafe place. And the reason why is when you're in an unsafe place, you will feel isolated. You will feel like you can't go outside. You will have a hard time enjoying yourself. Yeah. You know, it's going to be difficult. Everything will become more difficult because you're just going to be constantly paranoid. And that's exactly the, that's the appeal of going to a place. And I have two more very safe destinations for you now. Arlington, Virginia. Man, that's totally militarized. Oh, yeah. Um, and I forgot the other one. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, um, we are in our last week here in Cape Town, unless they try to kick us out, which is always a possibility. I hope if anyone from Cape Town Tourism is listening, please don't kick us out. We don't have much longer here. Um, we are off to our next destination, which we will reveal in next week's podcast. I'm really excited about moving on and experiencing another part of the world. And I know that we're going to have a lot to say about that. Well, that was a really interesting uh, podcast, guys. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And please tune in next week because uh, we will be announcing our next destination. And uh, also uh, how this next week goes, I'm a little bit curious now to see what's going to happen after we, um, after this last uh, revelation. Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep. See you next time. Right. Bye. See ya. See ya. Love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>